Thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Jo Earp. Results from the latest cycle of the PEARLS assessment, that's the Progress in International Reading Literacy Study, show the literacy achievement of Year 4 students in Australia has improved. However, there are significant achievement gaps by gender, Indigenous status, socio-economic status and school location. The Australian Council for Educational Research has just published the details in PEARLS 2016, reporting Australia's results, and the lead author of that report, ACER Deputy CEO for Research, Dr Sue Thompson, joins me now. Uh, welcome to the research files. Now, before we delve a little deeper into those Australian findings, most people will probably be very familiar with PISA International Assessment. That's uh, for 15-year-olds, and that looks at scientific literacy, reading literacy, and mathematical literacy. But can you just start by giving us an overview of PEARLS? PEARLS is the, as you said, the Progress in International Reading Study, and it's a study of reading literacy of students at grade four level and it's conducted on a five-year cycle. It's conducted at year four level because that's the age at which students move from learning to read to reading to learn. So it it looks at children's reading literacy um, in terms of literary experience, and it looks at their reading skills in terms of acquiring and using information. So those are the two key types of reading that it it looks at. Um, It's the same, it's conducted in a similar way to PISA and TIMS, for example. Uh, It's a sample-based survey within Australia. We sample um, students and schools. Uh, It's quite a large sample, it's about six and a half thousand students. And we test them on this and then they give um, their, their feelings and their attitudes about reading, about school, about learning, those sort of things in a uh, survey afterwards. And it, there's slightly less countries involved in this than PISA, aren't there? There's a different range of countries involved in PEARLS than is involved in PISA. So mm-hmm. PISA is primarily OECD countries and then others who also want to do it. There's a lot more developing countries participating in PEARLS. And PEARLS is growing over, over years to to measure a wider range of abilities of students. So we used to have what they call pre-PEARLS, which is for developing countries that are not actually up to this standard. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's sort of just been wrapped into it so that those countries do a simpler version of this, but it's measured on the same scale. So it provides us with quite a lot of information about that. Great. As you mentioned there, the latest test cycle was in 2016 and Australia also participated in 2011, so this is the second time. And uh, as we said in the intro, you're the lead author of the report on the Australian results. So, So what are those main results firstly in relation to where Australia sits internationally? Internationally, Australia was in 2016. Australia was outperformed by 13 countries. Some of these are the top performing countries that we would imagine would be there, so Singapore, Hong Kong, for example, but other countries such as Ireland, Northern Ireland and England also outperformed us. However, we have done better than we did in 2011. In 2011, we were outperformed by um, a number more countries than that, um, and some of those now we've we've gained equal, equal um, ranking with, so such as um, Canada and the United States, for example. So our, our results in that way have, have improved and it's been a significant increase in our scores, so that's really good. But what we've, I guess the downside to it is that we still have about um, 19 
almost one in five of our students, 19% of our students, who are not performing at what, um, what's been put down as the Australian benchmark, which is the intermediate benchmark. Compared to countries such as Russia, which is about 6% not achieving it, um, Hong Kong about 7%, and down to countries such as Ireland, in which is only 11% not achieving that benchmark. So whilst we're doing better, that better is generally at the top end of the achievement um, profile and not at the lower end. You mentioned the benchmarks there. So what would students typically be able to do at each of those levels? So that's advanced, high, intermediate and low. Okay, the, um, the benchmarks are, des- are designed so that we can describe student learning on a continuum. Mm-hmm. And they range from, as you said, the low benchmark to the advanced benchmark. So if you think about it in terms of that, the low benchmark is very is a very basic level. So we're talking about grade four students. So when reading simple literacy texts, students are able to locate and retrieve explicitly stated information. So if they're asked uh, a specific question about a piece of text, they can locate that in the text and provide an answer to it. They can make straightforward inferences about events and reasons for actions, and they they, they show that they can begin to interpret um, story events. Um, so same with informational texts. They begin to locate and, and reproduce that explicitly stated information. So it ranges from there up to intermediate, where they're starting to read a mixture of different, um, simpler and more complex tasks, and can start to independently locate and recognise things that we ask them to do, do some um, interpret um, obvious reasons and choices for things. So it's it's still fairly straightforward, Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit more complex. And then moving up probably just, you know, moving up that spectrum to the advanced level. Um, In the advanced level, students can interpret story events and character actions to describe reasons, motivations, feelings and character development with with full support from text so they'll be able to say this is why this is why they did that and this is the evidence provide the evidence why Um, they begin to evaluate the effect on the reader um, of the author's language and style choices so they begin to think about things like that and remember that there won't be many kids at year four who can do this but we need to be able to make it so that we are testing the top kids as well mm-hmm. Um, and with informational texts that students are able to to read relatively complex tasks, in, interpret that information from different parts of the text and integrate information from across the text. So, you know, there might be a little bit here and a little bit in the middle and a little bit at the end and they'll be able to draw that together. So it's quite a, it's quite a sophisticated level of reading for, especially for grade four children. I mean, the texts are set for children at that level, but it is quite a sophisticated understanding of how language and text work. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned right at the beginning there, you described the low and the intermediate, and mm-hmm. you were saying that Australia, what we, one of the things we should focus on is moving up from the low to the intermediate, is yes. that right? So we, those yes. 19%, yep. I think you said? Yep, yep. 19% are either, be- are either at low or below, or below low. That. Okay. And so we do have, um, we do have a proportion of students who are below the low benchmark, which is a little bit even more of a worry. So 6% of our students are actually not even reaching that low benchmark. And that, that is quite a 
that is quite a concern because that is a very basic level of mm-hmm. literacy for a grade four student. Yep. The, the issue with that is that if we have students, I mean, to start off with, if we have students in a classroom who are ranging from below low, barely able to read and make sense of their text, to students who are reading at this advanced level, it, it is very difficult for a teacher to be able to teach to a class with that wider variety mm-hmm. of literacy levels. And the problem is that these children who are not reaching the low benchmark or are at the low benchmark are starting, you know, if you like, they're starting the race quite a long way behind all of these other kids. So the the theory is that, yes, we can get them to catch up, but while they're trying to catch up, the kids who are already achieving at that high level aren't stopping still. They're already reading, interpreting, learning far more than the kids who are still struggling to read. So that's the importance of being able to place kids on that scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you and your team have done further analysis uh, beyond that international uh, placing for the, mm-hmm. for the results for the Australian students. What does uh, Pearls 2016 tell us there? Are there the particular strengths or areas for development and what about, what about those achievement gaps that we mentioned? Our students in Australia do do reasonably well and have done better overall on on all of the different aspects of pearls that we measure so they have improved on on each of the different processes and each of the different purposes i think to me the biggest issues are the achievement gaps as you said and the achievement gaps are still there according to socioeconomic backgrounds so disadvantaged students are still are still achieving at a much lower level than advantaged students Um, or affluent students and Indigenous students are still performing at a much lower level than non-Indigenous and rural and remote students are still not achieving it at the same levels as uh, metropolitan students. So those gaps are there. We, We know they're there from last time, we know they're there from PISA, but they're still there. So whilst it, whilst there has been a lot of, um, a lot of programs that are, have addressed issues of literacy, they're not they're not really having an effect in terms of the uh, proportion of disadvantaged students who are doing better. So what are the implications for educators then, policymakers as well, but particularly educators? The, the implications for educators, I think, come back to what I said before, that we need to tackle these issues, I, I mean, I think well before grade four. Yep. If they're already apparent at grade four and the, these issues are already that, there at grade four, then they're not going to get any better from this point on. So it really shows to me that we need to tackle particularly reading literacy very early on in school and we need to make sure that we address that and make sure that every child learns to read and learns to read well in the early years of primary school. These kids are tested at the end of grade four. They're going into grade five next year that that's almost secondary school really you know if they're they're not reading well at that stage they're already missing out on so much uh, learning and so much information that they could be getting and it, it is really critical that that students are quite literate it's it's probably I would I'd venture to say that it's probably more critical in this in the um, 21st century than it ever has been because there's so much information available so easily and anybody can put anything on the internet we all know that anybody can put anything on the internet doesn't have to be true or not nobody necessarily fact checks things so it's up to 
we, we need students to be able to read things and read things intelligently enough to know whether they're, whether they're true or not. In, in terms of financial literacy, we need students to be able to read you know, and understand about superannuation and taxation, all of those mm. sort of things that maybe we didn't have to worry about so much in the past. But those things are really critical for students and they need to be able to read really well. And, and just finally on that on that gap and starting early, I mean that's been backed up by lots and lots of lots of studies, hasn't it? It's very difficult to to close that gap, yeah. isn't it? Once yep. once they start into school. So. Yeah, yes, it is. And so and so we need to think about we need to think about a range of things and and things people are thinking about these things. I'm not suggesting for a moment that nobody's thinking about this, but you know we need to look at early childhood education. Mm-hmm. We need to look at preschool education. One of the things we found in the report was that having some basic uh, literacy before school made a huge difference to students' achievement in school. And what we found also out from that is that students in affluent schools are overwhelmingly more likely to have had that basis in their education than students in uh, disadvantaged schools. So again, you're starting off with this gap when they start school. You've got your affluent kids and your disadvantaged kids one of whom has far more exposure to literacy, books, learning, all of those things, and the other has far less, and that's that's reflected in the results completely. Mm-hmm. Now there's lots and lots of information and stats and infographics and, and all kinds of things, some test, um, some example questions there mm-hmm. and so on in the report, and we'll put the link to those um, on the website. But for now, uh, Dr Sue Thompson, thank you very much for sharing your expertise with the research files. Thank you. That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, just visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or you can head to soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. Of course, you can also check out the full transcript of this podcast and the related reading, including those links to the full report by visiting teachermagazine.com.au where you'll also find the latest articles, videos and infographics for free. <laughs>